we uh, continue to miss our choir during this long season of the pandemic, but we also continue to have our hearts lifted week upon week by all of those who sing with and for and to us. The Lord be with you. I cannot speak for you, but as for me, if someone ever asks me to name the most important passage in the Bible, I would say today's gospel lesson, because today's gospel lesson <clears throat> tells us how to read our Bible the way Jesus read his Bible. In the late first century, when the Gospel of Matthew was being written, a common conversation in Judaism apparently was around how to interpret the 613 separate commandments which had been identified in the law. Were they all of equal weight and authority or were some of the commandments greater than others? The inquirer in today's gospel lesson placed that apparently common question in first century Judaism in the path of Jesus, to which Jesus responded, some commandments do matter more than others. The greatest one of them all is, you shall love the Lord your God with all that is in you. <clears throat> and inseparable from that one is another one, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then, in the very next breath, Jesus went so far as to say that all the law and the prophets hang on those two. Well, all the law and the prophets was all the Bible Jesus had. Even the writings of the Hebrew Bible had not yet been canonized at this time. And as for the New Testament, well, you know, <laughs> Matthew had not been written when Matthew was being written. So when Jesus said, all the law and the prophets hang on just those two commandments, Love God with all that is in you and love all others as you want all others to love you. Jesus told us how Jesus handled his Bible. And needless to say, Jesus didn't just tell us how he read his Bible. 
Jesus showed us how he read his Bible. For example, can you imagine Jesus in John chapter 8 saying to the woman others had condemned, I would give anything if I could show you grace. But there's that sentence in the book of Deuteronomy which says you must be stoned to death. Or try to imagine Jesus in Mark chapter 3 saying to the man with the badly withered hand, I would give anything if I could heal you today. But as you know, the book of Exodus says you will have to wait until tomorrow. Oh, children of God. Jesus knew all those words were in Deuteronomy and in Exodus. Jesus just didn't let himself get tangled up in all of that. And not only that, but Jesus didn't hide behind Scripture when it was convenient for or when it might keep him from getting in to trouble. Jesus never hid the biggest of his love behind the smallest of his scripture. Jesus knew what mattered most. Jesus said what mattered most. And Jesus did what mattered most. Loving God with all that is in us and loving all others as we love ourselves. Reading all of our scripture and interpreting it and applying it the same way Jesus read all of his scripture and interpreting it and applying it. Richard Rohr, in one of his many wonderful books, said, I only want to handle my Bible the way Jesus handled his. I cannot speak for you, but I would say the same. I only want to handle my Bible the way Jesus handled his. And the way Jesus handled his was to say, every word of scripture is not of equal weight and authority. He didn't try to rationalize it. He didn't try to find a workaround for it. He just said, no. Every word of scripture is not of equal weight and authority. There are two commandments that outweigh everything else in the book. Love God with all that is in you. The life of prayer, devotion, contemplation, commitment, and worship and love all others as you want all others to love you. The life of justice and kindness 
compassion and welcome, hospitality and grace. Concerning the law and all of the commandments in it, in today's gospel lesson, Jesus said, the other 611 of those 613 commandments will just have to get in line behind those two. Concerning the Bible, I would say, because there are 31,240 verses in our English translations of the Bible, love God with all that is in you. Love all others the way you want all others to love you, and the other 31,238 verses will just have to get in line behind those two. Everything else hangs on those two. Reading all scripture through the lens of love and seeing all people in the light of love. Which can be dangerous, right? Can't that be really dangerous? Doesn't that just bring a world of subjectivity into the way we read the Bible? Absolutely, it is dangerous, and absolutely, it does bring all sorts of subjectivity into the Bible. And the way we read it, and interpret it, and apply it. But it's not nearly as dangerous as the other way. The other way is to say that every verse weighs the same and then pick and choose our way through the Bible in a way that never interferes with the way we have put our life together, which is much more dangerous than just saying, I'm going to love God with all that's in me, and I'm going to love other people the way I want other people to love me. Think, for example, of all the places where we say that every word of Scripture is of equal weight and authority. In every place of that kind that I know, all of which are filled with truly wonderful people, nobody assigns any weight or authority to Matthew 5.39. You shall not resist an evildoer. Everybody has a deadbolt, an alarm system, and a security guard in front of churches which say that every word of scripture is of equal weight and authority except of course Matthew 5:39 which everybody knows you can't take seriously because it says do not resist an evil doer or take Luke 14:33 for example when Jesus says you cannot follow me if you don't give up all your possessions 
we find workarounds for that before the sentence has fallen to the ground. Or 1 Timothy 2.9, we just laugh at that verse when it says that we shouldn't be accumulating nice clothes and nice jewelry. But it's all in the Bible. <laughs> so we don't get to say every word in the Bible is of equal weight and authority. That ship sailed and we were not on it. That train left the station and we weren't there. Does that mean we should not have um, locks on our doors or own any possessions or wear any jewelry? No, it just means we need to get honest about the Bible. That's what it means. <laughs> we just need to not say every word is of equal weight and authority because we already know that any word of equal weight and authority that impinges on our power or privilege or way of life, we are going to find a workaround for. The response to that is always, of course, well, everybody knows those verses aren't as important as the ones we think are more important. And my question is always, who got to make that decision? Who was it back there somewhere who decided that what John 14, 6 says about someone else's salvation or Leviticus chapter 18 says about someone else's sexuality or 1 Corinthians says about whether or not men or women can preach and teach in the church. Who, who made those decisions? I just want to sit down with them and find out how and on what basis. They made all those judgments that all the rest of us are just supposed to Embrace from one generation to the next. Oh, children of God. That way of handling the Bible is dangerous too. <laughs> there is no safe way to read, interpret, and handle the Bible. There's just a best way. And that best way is the way Jesus handled his Bible. Love God with all that's in you and love others as you love yourself. And every other verse in the Bible will just have to be measured against that. I've been thinking a lot this week about my granddad, Eugene Poole, who died when I was eight years old. Uh, Daddy Gene the progenitor of the gene pool, gene pool. It's given an excuse to any bad behavior of any subsequent generation as far as we can see into the future. Now think about how Daddy Gene, was, he was the biggest person in the family, robust, strong man. See, there are two pictures of him left and he just was robust, strong man healthy, who just would not work, could work, had opportunities given to him to take laboring jobs, even had a cow given to him one time to try to save the family. And Daddy Gene 
untied the cow from a post, popped it on the back, and sent it off down the road. So who knows what Daddy Gene's particular makeup was. And I still miss him, can remember him a little. But I think about those people at Rehoboth Baptist Church in Kite, Georgia, who would not let my grandmother and my dad and his four sisters suffer, show up at their door with food. For the only family in the community that needed food, not because they couldn't work, but because Daddy Gene wouldn't work. We don't know why. And I think about how all those good folk at Rehoboth Baptist Church in Kite, Georgia, so easily could have said, you know, uh, Eugene, Bessie, Donnie Reed, Roxy Ruth, Avi Jean, Olive, my, all my aunts and my dad, they could have said, you know, we'd love to help y'all. We'd just give anything if we could, but you know, 2 Thessalonians 3.10, now what it's in the book, those who will not work shall not eat. It's in the book. They handled their Bible the way Jesus handled his. <laughs> they read 2 Thessalonians 3.10 through Deuteronomy 5.6. Love the Lord your God with all that is in you. And Leviticus 19.2. Love all other people the way you want all other people to love you. Oh, children of God. That's the way to handle a Bible. The way Jesus handled his. Amen.